0: I'm shopping today and I'll go to school tomorrow. First impressions are incredibly important. Honey, you can make a wonderful first impression. Brenda, how could you? He was a jerk, okay? I've made my choice and I choose me.
1: Beverly Hills Now 2-0 fans, welcome to Beverly Hills Now 2-0-so podcast retrospective series documenting the wonderful Beverly Hills Now 2 program. I am JT, joining me as always is my buddy
2: Tim. Tim, how are you? Oh boy, JT, I'm good. Uh, we've got a major, major outing here. Oh, I'm nervous. This. Are you?
1: I'm nervous. This is a big one. I, feel, I, I yeah. feel like we've had some big, big ones, but this was like our first... Major big episode. There's a milestone. Like, yeah. like, what would you even put that's close to this tier? Probably like the uh, the prom, right? Yeah, spring fling. Yeah. yeah, spring flings the closest. The sleepover.
2: Sleepover's big. Yeah, and um, maybe
1: the finale, season one finale.
2: Yeah, even that's not really as memorable as the uh, the dance. Right. Um, Jackie on the coke, maybe. Jackie on the coke. I mean, that's that's a favorite in our hearts, certainly. Um. This, I think it's easily the biggest one we've done. This,
1: as far as like, yeah, memories go, like, I feel like this is one that pops in your head if you think about it or if you mention this to someone, it's like, oh, that episode, you know, like, I feel it's probably like the first legendary 90210 that we're going to talk about.
2: Very memorable. And we had a guest lined up to talk about this Mm. one, but he had a last minute scheduling snafu. But we are not without resources. We uh, were able to pull an alternate, a very capable alternate who's been on the show before and I think is going to be great to help us get through this one. So why don't you bring in that individual, JT?
1: Yes, uh, you can hear her, of course, on the North South Connection on Jenny Position Wednesdays, as well as a lot of other shows, of course. Uh, Everyone knows her well. Miss Jennifer Smith, how are you?
3: I'm known as a capable alternate. Uh <laughs> more, than team, capable. So, more than capable. I'm look. feeling the pressure of the hugeness of this episode. If I'm being honest.
1: Well, this is your fourth uh, appearance, which may be the lead now. I don't know. We'd have to. Probably. I have to run the uh, number. Meet Rocco. Uh, I have to look back at it. Rocco's up there. Uh, Charlie's up there, mm. and uh, Keselika, I think, is up there. So we got we got a few uh, multi. Okay uh sean Kibb was supposed to be our guest but he's got a lot going on so he had to dip out he'll be back again in a future one i just felt bad because he had this one pegged for a while he did. yeah
2: he picked it a while ago yeah
1: yeah but when we had the, the schedule lined up over the next couple weeks to try and get this in just work gonna sync up so
3: maybe he won't be too upset it was me that stepped in for him so.
1: <laughs> right well right. we're happy to have you okay good All right. We know your history at the show. I don't think we need to dive into that. So, why don't we just get busy? Because this is going to be a lot to cover here. Uh, So, this is season two, episode 14, uh, number 36 overall in the history of the show. And this is the next 50 years, Mm. aired on November 7th, 1991. And, Tim, we've been talking about a little bit of a ratings dip, right? Like we've been in the 16, 15 range for a bit now. Uh, Have you looked at the rating yet for this?
2: I haven't looked myself. I am curious
1: though. All right. Would you like to posit a guess? So our last one was 16.6 before that was 15 for Andrea on the road. Uh, Yeah. Halloween got 16.6 on Halloween night. So this is a week later.
2: It's a week later. I'm going to go, you know, we're in sweeps now. I know that they did a big push for this episode. In fact, you can find promos for it today on, on YouTube, a few different even varieties of, of promo. There's a long version and a short version. So they were hyping this. You know, they're they've got they've got their audience and I, I think they're they're reaching for some additional viewers. I'm gonna say seventeen. Is that modest?
3: I'm gonna say twenty. Too
2: modest. You wanna go as high as twenty? Yeah. Wow. Well Jedi would that win if the, wanna. Price is
1: right, <laughs> uh, but still not close. As this get a whopping twenty two point three.
2: Oh wow! Oh my God!
1: Wow! So okay, it went up big. Um, it's not the most we'll have in a couple of weeks. We'll actually have our peak, uh, yeah, our peak for the season by far in a couple of weeks. So we'll cover that mm-hmm. when we get there. Um, but this, yes, this was a monster bump. Uh, so all that promotion they put into this clearly paid off. So uh, yeah, okay. everyone tuning in to see what would happen here so uh let's go ahead and dive in why not we open on the beverly hills uh west beverly campus and the quad a choir singing about america (laughs) very large Uh audience uh david's videotaping and we kind of figure out this is for a time capsule of 1991 uh as he's doing this he's narrating all the people and it's like it's a little hokey it's it's like this is the big time capsule west beverly and he's just like it's all the people Mm -hmm. we know like he's not saying anybody else right it's like oh it's look there's steve and donna you know the fantastic trio or so whatever he does. and
2: um, this whole production already feels weirdly somber just it is whole, yeah i'm like why are we opening like this you know it's just i don't know i guess right. there's like a million verses it, go, it goes on for a long time
1: you think they would have had more like a beat to like then swerve it later but yeah, mm-hmm. this already feels solemn um dylan basically tells him to cut the shit with the camera Brandon and Andrea watching, she reminds him that she got tickets for them to go see Citizen Kane on Saturday. Brandon says, Sorry, I forgot. I have plans with Emily. And then he, this is like the ultimate Brandon right here. He's like, Well, this is what you get for buying them so long ago. I forgot. Like <laughs> blames my her. God. Blames her for buying them too long ago. Uh, which he, no she knew he would forget. A
2: schedule. Yeah.
1: Yes. She knew he would forget. So what's wrong with you, Andrea? Uh, she gives a, she gives Brandon a little sass. She's like, you know, well, if you'd rather go out with her than see one of the greatest films ever, he's like, okay, yep, thanks, <laughs> I will. Jesus,
3: so, I hated Brandon in this scene. I wanted to slap him in his face. Poor Andrea.
1: Yeah, we'll talk about it. I I have a mixed bag on Andrea right now oh, with all this stuff. I uh, know
2: it's she's yeah. being very passive aggressive in a way that's you you know if you're friends with this person you're probably sick of it at this point so you're just sort of yeah but what what bugs me and being shitty and taking it at face value, even though you know she means something other than what she's saying
1: right well when it happens a lot in this episode, but my big issue is this this show doing this rewatch has ruined it for me because <laughs> I probably would have been on Andrea's side previously, but after watching how it all played out, she had her chance in the in the finale yeah. of season one. Yeah. she blew him off. She basically said, like we're gonna be friends or whatever so what the fuck is he supposed to do? Like, this is rough. Like, I think he could have pushed off the date with Emily when went on the movie with his friend. I mean, that that's, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, all in, she's, like, so angry about it. But it's like, you had your shot. It's not like he blew you off for her, you know?
3: Well, even as a friend, it's pretty shitty to no. no this,
1: yes, this particular yeah, is- item yeah. is Brandon's fault. Yeah, there's no around it. I'm saying in general, the mm-hmm. way she's acting, like, kind of mad at him and, and passive-aggressive that he's, like, Into Emily and not her my point is you know she had every opportunity at the beach pit at the carousel like you know I mean Like, like he he was ready to go and make something of it and she was kind of like oh yeah no we'll just be friends so anyway can miss me with the Andrea getting screwed stuff.
3: Well, they didn't have a <laughs> fuck date, they just had a movie date, so that's mm. a friend thing.
2: No, it's he should have. No, mad. this one he's wrong, this one he's wrong, but in general, in general, we'll talk about it. He needs it. to know how to use a calendar, basically. Is, right, is the problem is here, get you a palm
1: pilot or something. They are planning to explore the 1941 time capsule uh, as well. There's members from that class here at this event. The timeline of this whole thing was kind of tough to follow. I, I think this is like the preamble, and then I think tomorrow they're opening the time capsule or burying the new one. It was it was hard to track the whole thing. Something like by. that. But They have members of the class of 41 are there. 50 years gone by. Uh, David asked Brenda Dillon for some words. They're they're talking. The whole crew pops in. Uh, they're kind of joking around. We see Scott Scanlon, our buddy, uh, who's watching. Sadly, he's got a giant cowboy hat I Jim Ross would, would be jealous. Of that. he's like, oh, that's a big cowboy hat. Uh, he's just standing <laughs> in the back with that thing on. Scott comes over. He says he had fun doing the man on the street interview with David. But David's like, yeah, yeah, I'm busy. I'm like, Leave me alone. Uh, David is walking elsewhere on campus. And Scott's mom makes her debut and calls him over. Uh, behind the tree her p- name is oh, pam gosh. scanlan and an- immediately looked familiar um did some digging and she would play uh doug's mom i believe on king of queens which is where i do her from uh-huh. it was driving yep. me nuts i i, I kept thinking yeah. always sunny uh she looked like someone that we get always sunny i don't know if she will be eventually but oh she does yeah um but it was doug's mom on king of queens is what the
2: actress I mean. is Ginny O'Hara. She's uh-huh. she's just one of those character actors who's been in everything. Like you've seen this lady, and yeah. she's yes. everyone probably would have the same reaction of who is that? I know her from something. And it's because you've seen her in everything, basically. Yeah, it was um, driving me nuts who she was.
1: I'm like, I know she was in something. I kept thinking Mac's mom, Charlie's mom. <laughs> like, like I couldn't, you know, I kept picturing that and, and then uh-huh. dug in. But uh, all right. So she calls David over and she reminds him Scott's birthday's coming up 16th and want to throw him a big party. David said it's not a good day uh, to do it on Saturday. That's when she wants to do it this Saturday. <laughs> She's
2: pulling this thing together kind of his late. actual birthday. What do you want? Yes.
1: And she uh, David says he's going to MC a dance. But she basically says, look, you're like his best friend. You have to be there. It would kill him if you're not at a surprise party uh and guilt him into coming uh-huh. and says uh she hasn't even invited anyone yet but she wants 25 kids <laughs> be about right <laughs> oh my god uh so david's now tasked with trying to find 25 friends to show up at this party in like a day uh for this kid days. that nobody likes that no one this likes kid who has
2: zero friends
1: uh so david's working the campus he begs some girl we find you know says a scott's girlfriend in grade school which like we weren't Boyfriend and girlfriend, uh, we're just friends. Scott, uh, then we cut to the radio booth. Scott pops in and he invites David, says, Tomorrow, can you come hang out? It's my birthday. And David blows him off. Um, you know, and you could tell David's conflicted, right? He's like, mm. oh, It seems like I'm blown off again. He already is mad at me because I always blow him off, but I got to keep it secretive. Uh, mm. Scott seems sad, but David says, Okay, as a gift, you can control the radio booth and pick any song you want. So this is a big gift to
2: Scott. <laughs> Uh, You know what song does he pick? Scott doesn't do too bad. I feel like let's give him some (laughs) credit here. He
1: does okay uh, because it it is a song that not only plays in this scene, but carries over to the next scene. I believe right? It goes right. It goes right. Bridges us. We'll we'll talk about one second. So we go out into the hallway. Steve is complaining about the time capsule submissions. Uh, David comes over. They all reject him to go to the party again. Dylan says he's going to uh, Baja for surfing. And you know David tells him, look, it'll make Scott's entire life if you show <laughs> up for this thing. Uh, Donna says yes, but Brenda and Steve say no. Uh, and David explains why he promised to Donna and says it'll be a disaster. But Donna says uh, she'll try to help. So Donna's going to try and get the crew to show up at the party. Dylan's going surfing. Brenda, yeah. again, is like, you know, when can I come surfing? <laughs> Dylan, Dylan's off to Baja yet again um so lots going on all right so uh before we get to the
2: song of the party any thoughts tim on these first couple scenes that you haven't already mentioned um i'm just gonna say that it in contrast to my observation in our last episode halloween where we caught up with scott a Mm -hmm. little bit which we talked for a reason yes for a reason there was some value in doing that um it played to me in that episode as if these two have mutually drifted apart that while Scott is not necessarily as popular as David at this point and not the social climber that David has sort of turned into, that he's still doing okay. Like, he's maybe got his own thing going on. Here, we get a lot of, like, really... I don't know. Very sad hang dog looking mm-hmm. Scott Scanlon. Um, if there's See, one I don't thing. Oh, uh,
1: I get the vibe that they mutually, I, I get the vibe that maybe Scott had kind of accepted it a yeah, little bit. Like sure. not that it was his, if it was up to Scott, I feel like they'd still be buddies shooting guns. Yeah. 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 It's, like it's, I don't get the vibe little, that right. he's done. Um, like he was, yeah, it does amp if, back if up here. David, it feels like yeah, we're back he would be
2: back in one. if, if David yeah. drifted more into his orbit again. Right. But, yes, to your point, he's more accepted, and he just seemed more well-adjusted, I guess, is my point Mm -hmm. in the last episode. And here, he seems very, like, he is the outsider, right? He is, like, very shut out and very Mm -hmm. lonely, it seems like. Um, And if there's one thing Douglas Emerson does pretty well, it's that that very mopey look that he Mm -hmm. wears Mm -hmm. on his face throughout much of this. Um, I know he didn't really continue acting after this, but um, yeah, that was kind of his one thing that he could, he could do well when they figured out, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it's like, all right, this is what we're doing. Um, Pam Scanlon is a nightmare. This lady mm. gives me anxiety yes. every time she's yes. on the screen. I cannot believe she is lurking, not only lurking around this mm-hmm. high school, but like ambushes there's nothing worse than getting ambushed by somebody right and roped into something that you are not even thinking about and do not want to do and so she dumps all this shit on david to be like the social coordinator for this party with no notice like it's that weekend how is mm-hmm. he supposed to right even if you know they were really popular guys there on campus it's not like he can round up that many especially for saturday night the- it was like a yeah, Thursday a Saturday night, night or something. Plus the know? big game. They talk about it's the weekend of the big game, whatever right. that means. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's their homecoming
4: <laughs>
1: or what, but. Well, yeah, because we're in October. <laughs> well, dance early November. October, November, mm-hmm. yeah, could yeah, yeah. It's, it's probably the, the big homecoming game or something, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, and the I thing mean, is, too. Is crazy. What I think what adds the anxiety is, you know, like. David has dealt with this his entire life with him yeah. because like I it's not like woman is. she's doling it right out to him and that means she's done that for years and he's uh-huh. he's ate it for years or I guess he's been Scott's mm-hmm. best friend in grade school so this lady's been a menace
2: to him <laughs> like all this time <laughs> yep.
3: A menace. Well, and he, he knows
2: should... he can't just say no, right? Right. He can't just dip. He off.
3: should have expected this, honestly. I guess he thought since they drifted apart that maybe she wouldn't. Expect or maybe that it. she right. hadn't fucking
1: mentioned anything until three days before. Right. Yes. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly.
3: It, it is horrific. But, you know, uh, <laughs> also, <laughs> what else was she supposed to do? Like, <laughs> I mean,. He is. He doesn't have any friends. So, like, you find somebody else that like can help. Like, come on, help out your old buddy. (laughs) Like,
4: I'm
3: trying. um, I don't know. I got the mama thing. So, anyway, she just wanted to make it nice for Scott.
2: Well, here's the other side to that. So, Scott, they're what sophomores now, I guess. David and Scott. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, why are we doing this surprise party? How about ask your son what he would like to do for his birthday? <laughs> well, this is part of not it, gonna, right? This is the vibe know? that you get with
1: this family.
2: Is and and we've had this before,
1: right? We you mentioned it in our last episode, Tim, that you know he's like not exactly dangerous or edgy, despite the gunplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he you know the mom had a son, you know, it wouldn't sign the thing for the for the uh, sex, sex talk, and now. Yep she's throwing him a surprise party at 16 like he's a baby so like i, I think he's just a very cuddled yeah little boy to his mom right that that isn't accepting yeah. that he's growing up and david's growing like that's been their story this whole time is david's just maturing faster and it's it's a story it's a tale as all this time for it for is a lot yeah, of and it's like this is school.
2: just how things are done in this family and you don't question yeah.
1: it well and that's how a lot of things happen for friends that go to high school like some some just mature quicker, and someone to hang on to the past a little bit longer, and just like they end up drifting. Right? I mean, that's like a mm-hmm. normal thing. It's not crazy. It is normal. It's probably the most realistic storyline in the show. So that we've had. It yeah, it's. it's ve- I mean, it's very relatable,
2: yeah. and yeah. and what's going to happen? I think in a lot of ways, Scott is kind of the perfect character to do this type of mm-hmm. story with. Right, mm-hmm. but we'll get there.
1: All right. So the song that Scott decided to play was uh, <laughs> "Friends in Low Places" by Garth Brooks. Mm-hmm. Oh my and god. Not only does it play in the hallway, it must be Scott's favorite song because it is now blasting at this party. Uh, or maybe it's the Scanlan (laughs) family anthem because he's not there yet, but they're the Scanlan family anthem, yes. It is blaring from this house, which this house, um I will say, of all the things that we've seen in this show, I think this house gave me the most nostalgia for like the 80s that we've had because just seeing this house at this party was like the most you rela- just were sort of relatable to. I think this this setup was like the most relatable thing to me. Like this just looked like a freaking house you would go to for a kid's party in like the eighties or whatever. Just the way it was set up, the color scheme, just everything mm-hmm. about it like it was like oh they nailed this fucking house design.
3: The shitty balloons and the giant brick fireplace.
1: Oh my god, it was so on. Yeah, Stranger yeah. Things wishes they could. They could. Oh do for sure. <laughs> it oh like, god. It was. It was so on. Um. So we're at the house. There's all kids yelling, this family, like just everything, the table. They just said everything. It just felt so it was like immediately just felt like your 10th birthday. Just watching mm-hmm, this. Thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and
2: plus just the chaos with so many yes. kids and random relatives and whatnot. And you, you, you try think to they do the watched,
1: surprise. You too. think they watched Home Alone
2: and then just like ripped it off for
1: this. Like <laughs> it's, it's the chaos in the house before. Oh, man. Um, so anyway, the, uh, Pam comes in. She's barking at David. No one's here yet. We're all the friends. And David's like, look, look, ma! Like, this shit was hard. You gave it to me the last minute. They're all. It's Saturday night, the big game. I already pissed away my MC gig. Um, so the family's talking about guns. We find out Scott's dad's name is Conrad Scanlon. He <laughs> says, he says, guns are weapons, not toys. Uh, because one of the, I don't know if it's a cousin or whoever wants wants a demonstration yeah. of the gun. Uh, mom gets excited. She says Scott's home. They shut the lights off. But in walks the gang uh brand uh it's uh brenda steve kelly donna right i think it's the four of them come yep. in okay so they're in uh everyone's on edge steve's panicked he hates surprise <laughs> parties he doesn't <laughs> want to be here
2: <laughs> steve black yeah uh, really want, He's popping balloons which yes. yes yes also kind of foreshadowing in a really dark yeah. way maybe yes yes um, it's like this random pop in the background and Steve is, like, not having it once, no, he wants once that kid pops thing. a balloon next to him. He's like, out. get me out of here.
1: Uh, all right. So, Brandon and Emily show up. We see them walking in uh, in front of the house. And as they're walking, as you would expect, out comes Scott. And I don't know who's driving him, but he just gets out of a Jeep. Looks like a Wrangler of some sort. Uh, hops out or a wagon. uh he gets out and he sees brandon emily walking and he's like hey what are you guys doing here Uh and brandon's like well we're walking the dog and scott's like i don't don't see a dog but (laughs) okay
3: dog uh
1: as that's happening i think the, the family realizes the jig is up so the door front door opens they all come flying out they yell surprise and scott's just happy to see everyone he's shocked the gang is there uh pam is Still pissed at David. Your friends ruined the surprise. And yeah, any somehow gifts. this
2: ruined the part. This ruined the surprise. Even though
1: Scott's like gifts. pumped, like he's all excited. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they didn't bring gifts, which I, in retrospect I guess is kind of shitty. I mean, they knew it was a birthday oh, party. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Really I wondered
3: ch- about that too. Yeah. They're
1: all very well That's... off. You <laughs> like think uh, even if they kicked on. in, and brought like one gift? I don't give yeah, like a group present a or something. back then. But uh, right, they could have gotten them a shirt or something.
3: David know. didn't even get him anything.
1: Well, no, he probably brought a gift, I would assume. Mm. He was already at the Hopefully. party when we arrived with it. So, uh-huh. uh, so David's pissed. He, him and Donna are out front, left alone. And he's just ripping on Pam, being a bitch to him. And says, without me and you, no one would even come to this fucking party. And, of course, <laughs> David turns and Scott's standing there behind him. Oh. And here's everything David said, basically, that these people only came because David and Donna basically made them come. Uh, So Scott walks off. Um, All right. Any thoughts on on this of the arrival? I know you guys are kind of weighing in as we go. But anything (laughs) you missed that you want to hit on?
3: This party is worse than my 40th. (laughs) Uh, That's sad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it's it's rough. Um, It's just a lot of emotions and chaos, and it's just – you kind of feel for everybody there. Like me, I, I feel <laughs> empathetic for the mom, even though she is a straight bitch. She's is trying to make something special happen for her kid on his birthday. And then none of the kids want to be there. I understand that, too. This party fucking sucks. I don't blame <laughs> David. You know, he doesn't want any of this, either. Mm-hmm. He just wants it over with. So it's, it, all of, And poor Scott. You know, he, he's it's his birthday, but and the, nobody really wants to be here so it's kind of they're just being blah and he he doesn't want to make them do things that they don't want well, this to is do. the problem
1: when you're trying to do this with 16 year olds exactly. they're not gonna even fake it like they no, don't yeah. they're, they're too cool for this shit like they want nothing to do with it
3: they just they, roll their eyes at each they, other the whole time and they're they, in
1: that age group that's not gonna fake it no and not gonna like you know perversely enjoy it like ironically or try to make the
3: best of it yeah they're
1: not at that age they're at the age where they want to go at the party and even if it's lamer than this there's a chance whatever they're like you know whatever like last episode right they went to the friggin peach pit like 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 it's not even like the best stuff but anything not to do this is all they want
2: to do is preferable yeah and it's Um. all of
3: it's understandable it's all of it's to me I'm just very empathetic to to really every character
2: at right. this point how much did you want to crawl inside your own body and die when scott overhears david oh. saying all this shit about the mom and then he says scott is not exactly mr popularity mm-hmm. and he's standing right there it's just it's, it's, it's the up cringiest... there with the most
1: awkward of michael scott moments That season.
2: yeah yeah i mean scott's tots we've seen some <laughs> we've seen some rough rough moments like that in this show already i think that's the cringiest one so far um by the way the guests are all sitting around wearing these little green i think plastic <gasps> cowboy hats yeah yeah um mm-hmm. which is like i assume they're designed for little children but mm-hmm. again you've got like 16 year olds and adults wearing these things and it's just really setting the stage here oh it's um, a nice
1: little t- like touch a nice little touch uh-huh. that they didn't overlook that the mom is so uh-huh. like just picturing this being a child's birthday party that she bought these little children's hats And there are <laughs> young kids there there uh-huh. are you know, yeah
2: but yeah but it's very infantilizing considering this uh-huh. is for it again a 60 yeah 16 year old turning 16 um also, like how Brandon and Emily arrive and basically ruin everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the sense; you do get the sense that nothing would have been good enough for Missus Scanlon anyway. But you know, the fact that they're kind of the scapegoats for her um, displeasure here, right? Uh, is and that's going to be continuing a trend. I, I I like that they're the fuck ups in this situation. Well, and it's and a that's... subtle.
1: It's another subtle touch as to what Emily's starting to do to brandon mm, right like he's yeah. already smitten with her and and ditched andrea and now brandon is the good guy right he probably in the past mm-hmm. might have been leading the way to go to this party because he felt bad right he might have been at yeah. the first one there or whatever
2: yeah and what world is this up to donna like donna is the mvp in this whole deal mm-hmm. like pulling it, yeah. everybody was out and, and she was the only one who was even a little I bit. I thought this is low towards. key like one of the best on episodes we've had. I do too. For do sure. Too. And we'll I think we'll get into that mm-hmm. more, but um like everybody was out except for her who clearly is right. just, you know taking pity on Scott and has a semi friendship with David more so than probably anyone else at this point. Oh yeah, um, for
1: sure. Like and you could tell there's it's one of those that, like they both kind of like each other, they're not sure how to approach mm-hmm. it, but she clearly cares for david and is trying to do this just for him like i don't think she gives a shit about Scott either no she
2: mm-hmm. clearly but, but she got all of the friends somehow right. she got everybody else on board behind yeah. the scenes to show up for this and
3: yeah they didn't yeah, really he, explain that i wondered about it
2: i think i think just, it's just uh, that donna asked and
1: guilt she's gave. an influencer what she you is say?
2: she's an influence
3: guilt is a uh, um, uh, very <laughs> yeah well, i'm sure she probably got kelly and brenda to
1: cave and then you know what steve not the gonna do? Go? What's, yes. what's
2: steve gonna do if kelly and mm. and uh donna are out right like and brandon for that matter well brenda um, probably got brandon in so mm-hmm yeah. So uh, but yeah, normally this type of thing would fall to Brandon to be like, hey, right. you know, we should be stand up guys. And he's so <laughs> like dismissive of all of this. Oh, yeah. he's being a wicked um, dude. But I,
1: I love it because it's Emily hasn't been presented yet in any kind of way where we should be like worrying about her, or like no. questioning her. Like maybe not in that yet. first debut, they they played it a little bit like maybe she's playing the guys, but not really. They kind of just walk that back. But Mm -hmm. since then, she's kind of been a a girl that's like hangs out with Brandon, so we haven't seen like an edge to her. But I feel like they're doing a nice job. And then we're speaking in retrospect, I think if you're watching this for the first time, you're probably not picking up on it fully. You're
2: not noticing these things, yeah, yeah,
1: that they're setting up that Brandon's kind of tilting now because uh, like this presence suddenly Mm -hmm. maybe isn't the best. All right, we go. We go back inside. Everyone's sitting with the tiny cowboy hats. Uh, the, gang, the gang is on edge. Uh, Mom wants to limbo, and they're like, all right, peace out with the limbo. And Scott says, my friends don't want a limbo. Um, and Mom's like, you're already leaving? And Brandon says, well, it is 830, <laughs> which I thought was funny. Uh, but David saves the day. He says the gang has to stay because he has a present for Scott, and they can't give him the present without them there. David says the gift is he's going to teach Scott how to dance. So he fires up some tunes. Uh, everyone starts dancing. They all give in and play along. They all kind of get into it. Scott's loving it. Um, so, I, I, you know, this is a really nice moment. I, for a while, I actually had this as my best scene. Uh, spoiler, this one that's way better. Uh, but this is this probably be my second favorite scene of the episode where they're all dancing. And they all start to just kind of give in and, and have fun. And Scott's all smiles. Uh, Emily mm-hmm. whispers to Brandon. They sneak off. Uh, mom wants to bring out the cake, but Scott says no, we need it to keep dancing. Uh, but mom says the little kid's gotta get to bed. <laughs> the this is like read the fucking room, Pam. Like this is what you wanted. <laughs> you this, is like, bitch. this is like a DJ at a wedding who the dance floor is packed and then he switches mm-hmm. to a slow song and kills the vibe. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, everyone's out there, like everyone's finally having fun. And you're like, no, let's stop the fun thing so the kids can have the fucking cake. Like, whatever. <laughs> It's a Saturday night. Spencer can all. stay up a little extra later. Like we don't need to go to bed right now, Mom. So, oh, uh, so she says, "All right, well, kids can get dressed and we'll do the cape." So uh, Pam takes Spencer to go get dressed, but as they go into his room, they mm-hmm. walk in on Brandon and Emily making out. Uh, Spencer makes a great face. He's like, "He Whoa. does." <laughs> uh, and Mom throws them out for setting a bad example. She's like, "Gotta go." Uh, well, and Steve says, well, if they're not welcome here and they're leaving, we're leaving and we're all going to the peach pit, uh, Brandon apologizes to Scott for ruining the party. <laughs> Donna tells David, uh, he could, he should come too. And Scott says, go. I know you want to be with your friends, but David says, no, I'm going to stay because I promised to teach one of the kids how to freak. So he's oh, going to stay. He's going The teach, cousins Scott teach,
2: teach her how to freak. freak.
1: Uh, and Scott, thanks David for everything that he's done here tonight. Um Jenny, any thoughts on these couple scenes?
3: I, I thought the dancing scene was cute, you know, for the three seconds that it happened. Mm-hmm. And um, I was, I was appreciating David's effort in trying to get something going, but that mom boy, she's, she's ready for her wine and quiet time, you know, get this, get this party done, get these kids out of here and get, Get the little ones to bed so I can chill. Um, but she she just but and then she walks into you know teenagers making out mm-hmm. uh, in an unlit bedroom. So mm-hmm. yeah, she's gonna be in her little, child's
2: bedroom. In her child's what is that even younger child's bedroom?
3: So I mean, yeah, she's been testy and bitchy, but this is pretty valid, you know, for a mom to mm-hmm. to walk in on and then throw these kids out. So it is just getting deeper into the worst party ever territory
2: yeah it continues the bad behavior of of Brandon and Emily which i i love how not only do they get busted, but clearly they are getting thrown out of this party. Like, <laughs> the mom is not Unceremoniously,
3: she is, just get the she fuck is out. Kicking, yeah, yeah. She
2: is kicking these degenerate kids out of her well, party. Well, and she
1: was looking for a reason, right? She was already pissed because of the ruin and the surprise. So. Yeah, so she,
2: she they've already made a bad impression on her. Which, again, this is Brandon, right? Which is why mm-hmm. it's so funny. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's Steve and Kelly or, you know, who you would necessarily expect. It's <laughs> fucking goody-two-shoes Brandon. Um, already is is on this lady's last nerve, and now caught making out in a, a younger child's bedroom. She's straight up throwing them out of the party. It, it was just hysterical to me that this happened. <laughs> um, and again, continuing that sort of, ooh, is Emily a bad influence? I noticed throughout this episode, um, Emily is a character of few words. Here, she doesn't have a lot of lines, and the ones that she has are kind of. I don't know, not necessarily the most wholesome thing you would expect Mm -hmm. to hear from somebody. Not, I'm not saying, again, she's, uh, it's not like they're overtly doing the bad girl thing, excuse me, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, clearly she whispers something to Brandon that makes them steal away, they're going to have another exchange after what happens, what's about to happen, that is like, hmm, that's a that's a take I didn't really expect for one of these characters to have on, on this. So I don't know. I'm kind of paying more and more attention to Emily as much as she's kind of on the sidelines of things here. Well, and
1: it's almost like she's finally maybe comfortable enough to start being herself. Like it felt yes. like mm-hmm. she felt like she needed to act a certain way, probably to mm-hmm. be absorbed into the, the group and the climate there yeah. that she kind of was just acting her best, you know, putting on her best behavior Whereas now she's like, okay, this is that my facade home. The sod is
2: falling. Yeah. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. All right, here we go. <clears throat> Buckle up. Okay. Pam brings in the cake. Spencer says he wants to see the kids make out some more. <laughs> uh, this was one step too far to me. Pam yells at David for not having
2: matches to light the what? candles.
3: <laughs> that uh, was okay. Yes.
2: Okay. It's like, what are we doing? Why is David? I would have, have said, okay, matches? that's not my department. Right. Like, <laughs> you put this. So much bitchy shit, I'd say honestly.
3: Yeah. Uh,
2: So Scott says,
1: "I'll go get them." I think they're in Dad's office. Scott goes in. He's digging around, and he finds a handgun in the top drawer. In comes David. Scott has the gun. He's look at me, spins it on his finger, tells David to watch. Slips off his finger, falls, fires, and Scott is dead. David's freaking out. Um, I didn't watch, Tim, you mentioned like some of the previews were out there. Did they, was it obvious Scott was going to die or was it a cliff? Like, uh, someone's going to die or is it like you kind of, because I feel like they play this in a way where you may think he's going to shoot David.
2: It was obvious someone was going to die and they, the way that they did the hype piece with the, you know, they always have a voiceover, right? Yeah. And it's, they never thought it would happen to one of them. Right, and right. Uh, and you see someone just from kind of the waist down, which is, that's the shot we see of Scott where he's twirling the gun. Yep. They show that for a split second. Hmm. So I guess if you'd put two and two together and thought, okay, what character on this show wears a lot of denim, <laughs> you might have right. figured out, eh, that's probably Scott. Um, Right, but
1: I feel like they maybe teased it enough to where maybe you you think, yes, it's him with the gun, but is he going to shoot David and not himself, you know, by accident?
5: Through good times and bad times, they thought they'd always be together. But next Thursday, their lives will change forever after a fatal accident claims one of their own. Don't miss a startling 90210 next Thursday.
2: Right, I don't know. I almost got more of an impression, if anything, um, they they might treat it as like a suicide. That's um, what, what I
3: okay. thought for the longest time. Like before, oh, that makes sense.
2: Yeah, like, even which knew... would be in the wheelhouse of this show doing very yeah. special episodes. Right. Right? Well, and yeah, he's um, been ignored. He's been treated like shit. But <laughs> they don't. I mean, they don't overtly say anything or show anything in the promo right. to make you it, like. It's very. It's just it doesn't seem misleading. In other words, it's right. like okay, somebody's going to die. We don't know how. Is it going to be an accident? Is it going to be intentional? Like they they leave that very unclear. Um, but you do see a, a quick shot of someone twirling a gun. So, and I think there's even there's even a gunshot. I think at the oh end yeah of definitely it was... yeah
1: it falls. You hear the gunshot. And mm-hmm. you just see David like recoil. Well, I mean, in the
2: promo. Oh, oh, in um, the promo. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think there's a gunshot at the end of it, which would kind of punctuate things, right? Um, but yeah, it's. And again, I didn't watch this at the time. this This is an episode I knew about in retrospect. When I started watching the show, mm-hmm. I mean, there would be episodes where David talked about, you know, my friend Scott who killed himself, and mm-hmm. I, I think I had the impression at first that it was a suicide, and right. until. Um, he either made clear it was an accident, or I saw the damn episode and realized, oh, it was, you know.
1: And and given again how different. they built
2: this, it could have easily been him
1: being depressed. His birthday's mm-hmm. ruined. David mm-hmm. defriended him, and
2: he kills himself as a result. It's kind of heading in that direction, right? Yes. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh i don't know the way this is shot shot some poor choice of words um it's kind of like you're you're a little bit i I guess having if you hadn't seen again that preview going into this Mm -hmm. you're not going to be certain right away that oh he's just killed himself um like maybe you know the gun went off um he's terribly injured and it turns into that kind of very special episode about gun control or something. But I think everyone going in probably, probably knew the score. um, And that this was, you know, a death scene. Uh, We don't, you know, see a lot of it. It's done pretty tastefully, I guess, as this goes. It's not like.
3: I have questions.
2: You know, if if this was done today, you'd probably see him like on the floor bleeding Mm. out everywhere. Right. Mm. It'd be a lot more graphic.
3: So he got shot in the stomach, though, right?
2: It seemed to be the case, yeah.
3: I don't see how. Like, could they not get right? Get help?
2: Is that a fatal wound?
3: It's not kill you automatically. Well, he may
1: have, but he might have died from it. Like, they didn't say he died that night, right there.
3: That's what I wondered. Like, why did they skip all the?
1: Uh, oh, will he got, won't see with minutes. the
3: death? You know, like they could. There's a lot more drama to be had, but they just sort of skipped all the. Like um, the.
2: I think the point of the story is that they had to have him die. Yeah, it's <laughs> I mean, kind of a mean. Yeah, just a means to an end, right? It's, yeah. Uh,
3: then they should. Um, he should have been a headshot. Then.
2: I kind of agree. I mean, they, they maybe they make it clear seen. somehow it was a freak right accident. He's run through the eyeball or some shit somehow shot himself in the, I I guess they didn't want to get too descriptive with it. We don't it. know for sure if it's a stomach could have been a I right. thought
3: somebody said stomach. I thought David no. said in his rant.
2: I think but I may Steve be wrong. Says something later on. Okay. Um I but conceivably, I don't know, if you get shot in a you know, you hit like a major blood vessel or something, you could Right. By
1: the time they realized it got an ambulance, I mean this is the eight like it's probably you know, or early nineties, probably a little bit harder. Maybe yeah. get the help you may need right away,
2: or know what to do. I don't they're know, in but...
3: Beverly Hills, though.
2: Uh... <laughs> right, they're rich Beverly Hills people. I'm but
3: saying, still, like,
2: if you fucking hemorrhage out on the floor, that's that's it, right? It I just don't think
1: lot. as a character he was important enough to like drag out to like, get into the details of it. Yeah, Tony Soprano in the coma. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't <laughs> think they, they felt like they needed to go that route with it. Well, this one,
3: I mean. I don't know, could have been a two-parter, a lot of drama to be had.
1: Yeah, we got bigger storylines to go. We got yeah. Br- Brandon and Emily are ramping up. Only oh, last night, well, of course. We don't have time to waste with with Scott. Scott. Well, hey, they made mm. the right call because
3: death as he was in life.
1: They made the right call because if when you see the ratings for the next I two bet. to four episodes, it's clear to me that coming out of this, like, yes, they wanted to see maybe the fallout, but he's gone. So there's no cliffhanger with him. There is Brandon and Emily, and I think that mm-hmm. is what carries is next few. So I think it's the right call. I think they made the right idea, like to focus on to use this almost as like a platform to get them
2: like noticed mm-hmm. in a big episode. In death, you're saying Scott saved the show. I mean, the show wasn't really in danger at this right. point, but, mm. it,
1: but
4: it brought it us to new heights. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: definitely. Like a, Did not Scott hurt. dying is the Mike Tyson to Brandon Emily's Austin and Michaels. Oh, yeah. well, we cut- should know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that took me out the um fu- we should note i mean this does happen early in the episode um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah like it's the type of thing you would expect okay a special two-hour 90210 or uh, even a two-parter mm-hmm. like to your point jenny but it's like nope it, this is gonna be one and done it's a regular episode It sweeps week. we're off and running this is gonna happen mm-hmm. in like the first 20 minutes and we're not getting into the details because we don't have time for all that. So he himself. He's dead. <laughs> don't worry about it. it. The yeah, real story yeah. is not that he died. It's it's how we deal with it, right? It's right, yeah. It's
1: like the, the grieving it. of it. Mm-hmm. And we're what late. that so,
2: means in this universe, basically. So we cut to the which campus. Interesting, considering yes. he's barely a character in this universe. Right. Yeah, true. Anyway.
1: But, and they play it that way, which I appreciate. Yeah, they don't do try too. and pretend like... He was, he was the their crew. best friend. The crew yeah. knows. They're like, yeah, we still don't really know this guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, but David does, and he's the one that's going to mm-hmm. deal with all this. So, all right, we, we cut to campus. The chorus is singing. Uh, it's a, now a memorial. So, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like a fitting bookend to what we saw in the first scene with the singing of the America song. Uh, so, the memorializing Scott, <laughs> Dylan asked Brenda, he's like, look, I'm <laughs> crying here. I don't know who the fuck Scott's been. Like, Which one was he? <laughs>
3: Dying. What the fuck, Dylan? Brenda, Why would you though. even admit that to anybody? You oh, just, just go along with it. Yeah, but I, it's his
1: girlfriend, he can tell her. Still. Um, I I it's liked him. Those... It's, it's this honest yeah. Dylan. He's like, look, like I just don't know who this guy is. Like I'm not gonna. <laughs> he doesn't lie. He doesn't. Fu- he doesn't pretend. He's Dylan, right? He's just himself.
3: Like he was then in the class, man.
2: He even goes. When you told me, I thought it was that kid over there. <laughs> it's obviously <laughs> not. <laughs>
3: obviously obvious
1: nice so Brenda says um, he's like remember he was in your class the computer yeah. he's like oh no Dude, that he was guy, in
3: your first scene no, on the show not that guy.
1: yeah but I like it that when he realizes it he is sad he's like oh man I like that guy like yeah uh, uh God. so Kelly's all choked up but she says it's the flu and Steve says whatever you got you're doing better than Scott
3: <laughs> Jesus <laughs>
1: Uh, Scott's old girlfriend, who's now her, his old girlfriend. She's okay yeah. to say it.
2: Oh, yeah. Comes She's over not embarrassed by the fact that they dated in fifth grade anymore. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: She's a wreck. She says, you know, shitty to Scott, and Donna says David didn't come to school today. Uh, Andrea and this doesn't help me with this episode with her because I think she's inherently unlikable with all this shit. <laughs> her and this fucking paper. Like, I want to burn the blaze to the ground. Like, I am.
3: <laughs> the blaze to blaze. It's
1: not the goddamn Washington Post. Like, it's like, all right, let's slow the roll. So, Andrea says they're going to do a full page insert on Scott's memory, even though it's extra work. But she wants to make it about gun control. And Brandon, like, you can, the funny thing, like, you could have dropped this in like, 2018, it would have been like the same conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon says, We shouldn't use this as a platform. We should focus on his personal side. Uh, Emily's there. She says, Brandon shouldn't cover the funeral because they got kicked out of the party. And it's like basically, yeah. you got to pissed off mom. It's awkward. Yeah. Uh, and Andre's like, What do you mean you got kicked out? And so she tells her what happened. And Andrea's like, "Well, wonderful then. I'll I'll fucking go cover it, <laughs> since you you got thrown out for for banging in the kids' bed." Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon says, "No, I'll go and I'll be discreet." <laughs> and then asks Andrea, if "She has a new deodorant on, so he's like smelling her. It's very odd." <laughs> <laughs> are we doing? Brandon is
3: just thinking with his dick at this point. Well, I mean, he's I mean kidding. that's it.
1: I know. I feel like we expect more out of this guy because he is held up on this moral high ground. But at the end of the day, he's like a 60 to 17 year old boy, you know I mean? Like, what do you want him to do? Well, then right. he doesn't
3: get to act all whole than thou in every other situation. I know. I know.
2: Just saying. Yeah. Well, I do sort of appreciate that Andrea has the most honest response of her. Like, she's not even pretending right? mm. that Cot meant anything to her. However, she's doing a real hard pivot into let's make this about an issue right and right uh, mm-hmm. in other words sell pay i know they're not selling papers but like turn it into a, a school-wide gun control platform kind of mm-hmm. deal right and, and it's just social. like mm, that's a little tasteless Much. given the yeah yeah chances. that was um, not
3: great on her part
2: no um because she does not even she clearly does not give a fuck that This, this. No, all she cares about is this then. paper. It's always, it's, yeah. this is one consistent thing obsession. with her. It's
1: like she treats it like it's, you know, the New York Times. So it's like, yeah. whatever. But she does yeah. say. It You're doing a lot more than I was doing at 16. I'll say that. Rest uh, the well, I think
2: she did say it, it's the best um, reviewed uh, n- high school newspaper in the country, which I, mm. she said that like in a. I don't know, one of the, the first or second episode, right? When Brandon is applying right. to oh, right. join yeah. the damn class, which I don't think that's a ranking that exists. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. who
3: good. reviews high school newspapers? Yeah. There's some creep it out there. Maybe that guy.
2: Well, who the guy,
1: Well, who's the guy who did it? the last last episode? Remember he did the, oh, the uh, profile? vetting? Of the, yeah, it
3: could have been. Oh, there. that's right, yeah. Maybe.
1: All right, we go to the funeral. Uh, Donna's the only one who showed up with David. Uh, David is, you know... Still shook about everything. He's going to eulogize Scott. He's got no clue what to say. David tells Donnie he had a dream that they were digging up a time capsule in 1941. It was the night Pearl Harbor was bombed. But he was the one dead in the hole. And he said when he woke up, it was happy it was Scott, not him. Um, Which, again, is pretty honest, I guess. So good on him. Uh, Pam comes in. She's in tears, but happy that David's here. Uh, You know, Wants him to kind of be there with the family and do the speech. Brandon shows up. And that's that. So we go to the Walsh house. Brandon's trying to study. Uh, in comes Dylan. He says, hey, look, it's time to go to bed, buddy. I'm on my way out. You should be headed up to bed. Uh, Brandon's happy to see Dylan and Brendan doing well. Dylan says, happy to see you and Emily doing well. And Brandon kind of goes to the dark place. He says, you know, there's at least three times in my life I should have died. Um, and why am I still here and not Scott? Dylan says, you can't think like that. And Brandon says, well, maybe someone up there likes me. And Dylan says, well, does that someone up there not like Scott? <laughs> Dylan, the philosopher, as always.
3: Always. Uh,
1: we go to school. Dylan and Brenda check in on David. David's putting up the facade. Uh, but clearly, he looks like he's about, uh, about to break. Steve checks on David as well. He tells him he looks good. Uh, asks how it went down. Uh, he wants the details. Uh, David ditches him. Kelly checks on David and apologizes for missing the funeral because she had the flu. Uh, and David basically blows her off, which he never does. (coughs) He goes to the booth. In comes Mr. Chapman. He asked uh, to check on David. He says, look, it's okay if you didn't finish the time capsule just yet. Take your time. We'll get to it. Uh, Brandon asked David for Scott pictures, and he wants to do an interview, and David says, can we do it tomorrow? So it's just a lot going on here. Mm -hmm. Um, Any thoughts on these scenes before we move ahead?
3: I think they all need Friends in Low Places played underneath them, as (laughs) he. As he walks down the hall and everybody's coming up to him, right? Those are his friends mm-hmm. at low places. You get it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it really. Low place? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, my God. <sighs> yep. Um, you know, this is where it's it starts to, you realize the value. <laughs> Again, I hate to speak in these terms, but the values and the storytelling value in killing off a character like Scott is it allows you to tell the story of well how the hell do you respond to right okay a person in your life dies when you're at a very young age you're impressionable you think you're supposed to feel some kind of way about it but you really don't right. um and a lot of the especially earlier with the kind of the school-wide assembly and you know the ex-girlfriend who's now all about oh you're Meant so much to me, and I've treated him like shit. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that felt very Heather's the, mm-hmm. from the movie Heather's, where mm-hmm. which is, I mean, a, a yeah. satire, right? Or yeah. it's you know all these kids die, and then it be, there's like some kind of social currency and death. And mm-hmm. so now all of a sudden, this guy didn't mean shit when he's alive. Right? Everybody wants to claim was their best friend because he's the talk of the town. All of a sudden, um just because he happened to die in a freak accident and right. it's it's sort of that very conceited Beverly Hills thing um that we most mostly see played out through kind of these unnamed side characters but that's the vibe that you get of what's going around the school and the gang is just sort of well let's make sure david's okay cuz i'm not sure how to process this like everybody's and brandon is going to a pretty self-absorbed place, particularly where he's Mm -hmm. thinking about all all the times. And I get that he's being a little bit reflective over his own mortality, but then turning it into somebody up there, must like me and Dylan kind of has to slap Mm -hmm. him back down to earth. Like, well, somebody not like Scott, what the hell is your problem? You know, like, I don't know. I, I just like the different takes on this and, and the tone that it's, it's setting here throughout these scenes. All right, Donna comes in the radio booth. She asks David how he's doing. David
1: snaps at her, blows her off. is talking to Brandon about her gun control take and the piece. But Brandon's distracted by Emily, uh, so he's barely listening. Andrea's annoyed, as usual. We go to the Walsh house. Brandon and Emily are snuggling, listening to music. Brenda's sitting there, and she's like, all right, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Have fun. Uh, as soon as she leaves, they start making out. And Brandon says he feels guilty, like they should be in mourning. But Emily says they're alive and should be living for today. So back to making out it is uh, Mel. I haven't seen him in a minute. He drops off David at school and he says, you got to give yourself some time. David says, I feel normal. Mel gives him a little pep talk, makes a gingivitis joke. A little dead humor. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Scanlon shows up at school and she's struggling, but asks David to come by the house to take some things to Scott's. Again, this all feels pretty quick to be doing that, but whatever. Mm-hmm. We all grieve differently. Mm-hmm. David goes to the booth. Uh, Kelly says her or Jackie want to take out him and Mel for dinner uh, to just catch up and and whatever, hang out. Kind of blows that off. He blows Steve off. He blows Mr. Chapman off. Chapman says Michael Shepard offered to edit the video, but David said you told me like it wasn't a big fucking deal like a day ago. What the hell? And he's like, I should be the one to do it. I did the footage and. And Chapman backs off. He's like, Yeah, yeah, you're right. Just making sure you're okay. Uh, Donna is waiting for David at the booth, and she said, I thought you weren't doing your show today because you're 15 minutes late. And he goes, Well, I wouldn't be late if everyone kept getting my face asking me how I'm doing. Uh, so he's being like a real douche to Donna through all this. Andrea walks in. Brandon and Emily are nuzzling in the Blaze office. She storms right back out. Uh, Brandon follows her and says, David wanted to postpone the interview. And she says it's on a deadline, and if that's his attitude, we don't need it. And <laughs> God, this, look, I know she's hurting because of the Emily stuff, but like again, this is like as good of an Andre episode we had last night. This is a real bad Andre episode. Like I don't think she's showing well at all. And I know she's playing the jealous friend who's got the crush on the guy with the girlfriend, and she's angry. But like, if it like we're like two days out, three days or whatever after this fucking guy got buried. And she's like, if this is his attitude, then fine. We're not going to put him in our story. Like, who gives a fuck about the yeah. story? You know what I mean? Oh, it's so stupid.
3: Yeah, that is. She's increasingly looking more insane <laughs> as the episode
2: goes along. Yeah, well, and she's behaving as if she has some man. kind of. Yeah, this like propriety over Brandon when we kind of or, thought... or,
1: or propriety of the story. For well her. she's yeah, always been
3: like that, you know. Like that, David that's like her David, life. like they're doing David a
1: favor by putting him in the story.
2: Yeah, and it's just it it reads strangely because we sort of thought we were over the Brandon like it would maybe be simmering in the background but we wouldn't be confronted this front and center with Andrea being jealous over it's like she's okay to keep him at a distance when he's not dating or actively seeing someone, but as soon as he's in a relationship with anyone that isn't her, all of a sudden all those feelings and jealousy come spilling back out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I guess that's what they're trying to say here, but I would agree it's not mm-hmm. a good look for her.
1: Well, Brandon tells her, "No, it's fine. I'll pull it off. I'll get the interview. Don't worry. It's not." <laughs> if that's his attitude, we'll we'll figure. I'll it stay out. late. Yeah. Uh, Brandon says you still mad about the movie and Andrea says, I feel like I'm yesterday's news or on Emily and it hurts but I'll get through it. So she's finally fucking honest. It's, yeah,
2: there's uh, the there's the toe. All
1: right. We go back to the Scanlon house. Mom's going through some baskets of memories with David. David just looks miserable. Uh, mm. Pam asked, uh, gives David a, <laughs> Scott's Christmas stocking. Um, and David's like, I don't, I don't know why I need this. And then she finds a great picture she'd been looking for David's crumbling as the scene's going on. Like, you can feel it. Mm -hmm. Uh, He just doesn't want any of the stuff. And she's like, why do you keep pretending we're best friends? She says, well, when you're close like that, your best friends are ever. David snaps. She apologizes. It says, we're all dealing with grief. But, David, you shouldn't feel abandoned by Scott. And David says, Scott played with guns. Nothing to do with me. So mom just dumps the stuff and storms out. Very rough (sighs) scene. These two are both spiraling in their own way. Uh, we go back to school. Now David is editing the Time Castle video. Donna checks with him, but he's again a dick to her. And Donna basically says, like, what the fuck? Like, you're ignoring me. You're, all you do is talk about Kelly. I'm here helping you. I'm trying to talk to you. And you're being a shithead. And he apologizes. And she says she's just worried about him. And, that David's gotta, and David says, I'm just going to move on. i got to move on. Uh, so at least, like, Donna finally stands up for herself. That was good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, David fast forwards and we get to the Scott man on the street interview that we heard about earlier. And he's just like zoned out on it and knocking on heaven's door starts playing very loudly in the background, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was a great choice. We don't always get the music for these because we watch usually on one of the streaming entities. This one isn't streaming. I don't know if it's because of the music or because of the content. Um, So we had to track this one down and it had the real music and that song plays so heavy over this whole next scene it does. Yeah. and it's like oh, yeah. so perfect. So we cut outside Brandon and Emily are walk in. Uh, Brandon bolts to talk to Andrea. They make up and Brandon has an hour to finish the story. So he goes to the booth for the interview. David's sarcastic. He doesn't want to do it, but Brandon pushes him. He's got a deadline. So David, just says, look, make up quotes. And Brandon says, well, let's give me some personal memories. David gives him more shit. Brandon says, it's a tribute. And David says, for what people are just going to glance and throw it away. And I didn't even try and write down the rant. Um, it's iconic. I, If you're listening to this and you haven't heard in a while, I'll suggest you listen to it. Um, you know, there's a clip of it in the beginning of this, ep- you know, every episode we have in our opening montage. Um, but basically says, you know, no one gave a shit, including him, until Scott was dead because he wasn't cool like Steve and Kelly. Um, mm-hmm. Calls course, him out by name. And it's getting broadcast over the school because he bumps the thing by accident. Brandon says the mic's on. David said he didn't give a fuck. Um, I thought he absolutely crushed this scene. Mm-hmm. It's his breakout moment, I think, as not just a character, but for Brian Austin Green as an actor. Um, he's always been kind of low-key, one of the best on the show, I think. Uh, I think him and Luke Perry so far, and, and maybe Jenny Garth, like, have consistently mm-hmm. been kind of the best. But I, I think this episode pushes him near near the very top. He's like, he's excellent the whole time. That scene in the bedroom with Pam is great. Mm-hmm. Like, you can feel the tension brewing in him the entire time before he finally snaps. And then this scene is just iconic. I like that it's like Brandon, who's not really his friend, in there that catches the heat. You know, the strays mm-hmm. while he's standing mm-hmm. there. Um, and again, it's it's worth finding and listening to. I, I didn't want to transcribe it because I just don't think I could do it justice. But hey, David, sorry I'm late
5: timely song
0: well i'm glad you approve hey look man this isn't gonna take very long i just need to ask you a couple questions okay look brandon i don't think that i david i can't push his back anymore man i'm on a serious deadline why don't you just make up a few quotes so i won't offend anybody by saying the wrong thing why don't you just tell me something about scott there's some memory Something that not too many other people would know, and we'll leave it at that. Well, he sucked his thumb till he was eight. Is that what you had in mind? Come on, David, we're putting out this issue as a tribute to Scott. Why? So people can glance at it and then throw it in the garbage? No, so people can get some kind of an idea as to who he was. Look, he was a jerk, okay? He was a jerk who blew himself away. That's who he was. You don't know. You left early. You missed out on the fun part when he picked up a loaded gun and twirled it around like Wyatt Earth. You weren't there to see him goof up and shoot himself and bleed all over his mom's Persian rug. David, the microphone is on. I don't care. No one gave a rat's ass about Scott until he died. And I was the worst one of all. He was my best friend and I dropped him. Because he wasn't cool like you or Kelly or Steve. David. So they're looking at me. So what? They've been looking at me for days, Brandon. Oh, poor David. Is he going to be okay? I hope he hasn't cracked up yet. I can't even walk through the hall without somebody in my face trying to cheer me up like they're my new best friend. Well, what about my old best friend? It doesn't matter what you write about him in that paper, Brandon. It doesn't matter what you say about somebody once they're gone. What matters is how you treat them when they're still here.
3: I I was reflecting on this episode today and thinking about <laughs> about David in it and realized how well he just carried the whole episode mm-hmm. from all the mom stuff, uh the party stuff, it, his Guilty feelings about Scott anyway
2: yep. You
3: know still wanting To do his thing with his friends And uh, the way he He pulls out this episode With these two scenes is It's really awesome And I and I like that Brandon Just lets him go um, And just You know takes it And just watches it and lets yep. it happen Because he knows uh, That he needs to have this little breakdown um, mm. But I thought it was incredible.
2: Yeah, same. Um, Brian Austin Green has to play a range of emotions throughout Mm -hmm. this episode. He goes from pretty charming at the birthday party, you know, playing the music, uh, freaking up on Scott and the cousins, whatnot. (laughs) It's, you know, pretty fun, lighthearted. And, you know, then it gets kind of heavy and morose. Um, we, We see a lot of conflict in him over his own feelings towards scott both when he was alive and now that he's dead and you know just that determination to try to push through mm-hmm. um th- we get a lot of like repetitive scenes through this stretch where he, it, it almost feels like david is living the same day twice right, uh, right. yeah to school that and, and that's kind of how this this sort of thing feels for people who have mm-hmm. been there right when you when you are in that state of grieving, but you still have shit to do, you still have to be functional and you don't really have time to check in with everybody. It You are in that haze for a while, right, of, of just trying to get through the day and all the days mm-hmm. sort of blur together. And then you get the sense that would have gone on for a while, if not for the fact that he does reach this sort of catharsis in right. his interview with Brandon where he you know, lets it all out. Um, and there was the earlier scene, the the meltdown with, uh, with Pam, which again, I agree was played incredibly well. You can just feel that tension Mm -hmm. boiling over. Um, and that's influenced not simply by the fact that this is Scott's mom and, you know, his former Mm -hmm. best friend is dead, but you feel the weight of all those years. Like like you said, JT, where he's, he's had a relationship with this family and knows how this woman is. And he's just not going to get bulldozed by it, um, you know, again, especially now of all times. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, very, very uh, big moment here. Moment of truth, really, for Brian Austin Green stepping up to the plate. It, we kind of forget he's, he's an old pro like Shannon Dirty. He was like a child actor mm-hmm. for a while. Um, and I think this is where the show where the producers kind of realized what they had on their hands and that they'd sort of been squandering for right. Yeah. This feels like the jump up for him
1: for sure. Like this is Mm -hmm. where it feels like in a way, um, you know, in a way I think shedding Scott, not only on from a character point of view, but also from like the writing of David. Now it's symbolic that, okay, the old, presentation of him as kind of being the outsider nerd yeah. and still clinging to this old life with Scott, that's all gone and going forward he's gonna be more of a part of the gang. We'll see. I'm anticipating it. Where he's not gonna be like the outsider as of the gang where he kind of gets mm-hmm. dunked on by Steve all the time and everything. You know, like mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be more like he's not just oh that's David Silver, but he's just like David part of the group. Uh, it feels up like until we're this, that way.
2: Yeah, and and up until this point he has very much felt like the fourth most important right. guy in the show, or that really right. the fifth most important right. male cast member in the show and yeah. this is where he starts to feel like more of an equal and i i think that's i hope that's going to continue
1: and and i think when you forward. get to it a little bit from him in some of this is like and maybe it's still the coming last couple of scenes but you got to figure a little part of david and this is probably where he feels the guilt may have that dream and everything else mm-hmm. Like, he's just relieved not to have, he knows he doesn't have Scott creeping around the corner anymore, begging Mm. him to go hang out or stressing over Scott and the guns. Like, it's almost like, you know, Uh. obviously he's crushed that he's dead, but he's also a little part of his probably like, okay, well, it's one less Uh. fucking thing I got to deal with, maybe. Well, yeah, (laughs) I
2: mean, the reality is if Scott is no longer around for whatever reason, David doesn't have to feel guilty about. Right, not being his friend anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it, terrible thing to say, but at the same mm-hmm. time, I, you can't help how you feel in these situations.
3: The time capsule is an interesting backdrop too, because mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like they're putting like his childhood in in the time I mean, capsule. Like he's kind of grown up at this right. Point.
1: He's burying I mean, that, yeah,
3: yeah, burying Scott literally too.
1: <laughs> All right. Let's uh, take this home. David leaves the booth with Brandon, and Andre tells me he had a lot of courage, but he just seems kind of relieved. David says next time, or Dylan says, maybe next time people ask how you're doing, just you know be honest. and Let us know so we can help you out.
3: Yeah, because that's easy.
1: Right. Uh, they all try and cheer him up a bit. Brandon and Emily are cuddled up. Andrea looks annoyed, as usual. Uh, and Donna says she has an idea to help everyone move on. Uh, so David shows up at the Scanlon house. He gives mom a video, which, of course, we assume is Scott's man on the street interview. He says, "Don't you know, you don't have to watch this today, but for someday when you're ready. He then promises to come by soon to visit the family. But tonight he has some special plans. And mom says, OK, well, here's the stuff you asked for. We cut to campus. It's nighttime. The gang's digging a hole. Uh, and they're going to put a time capsule in the ground. And Kelly says, how do we know anyone will even be here in 50 years to dig it up? Very poignant question. Uh, we get some magazines and papers and CDs. Andrea has two papers one about floppy disks and one about recycled paper, uh, since they'll seem archaic God, at that What date. a nerd. Steve has a Corvette keychain. Donna has spandex. Brenda has a Minnesota twin shirt. Dylan has surfboard wax that symbolizes the waves of a thousand years all <laughs> crashing on the same shore. Uh, really? David has Scott's cowboy hat that he puts in the time capsule. They pack it up and bury it and then do a uh, Spark Brandon interviews. and Emily
2: have nothing by the way. Yeah, so nothing. So
1: this again people. speaks to where Brandon's head's at, right? Mm. Normally this is something he'd probably be all into and he couldn't be asked to even, you know, <laughs> do any nope. of this cuz he just wants to put his arm around Emily and make out and be too cool for school now. So he's completely <sighs> enveloped in this life. Um they I do a, a Well, I here have on, a, a,
3: I have an Emily question, question, but I can hold right. it.
1: All right, yeah, it was only one more line. So they, okay. they do a sparkler tribute and they say it's in honor of Scott's favorite holiday, the fourth of July. Um it, it's a, I got big Ravager funeral vibes from Guardians too. Oh the, the-, <laughs> with the fireworks going off and uh oh paying God. tribute to Scott. Um but that's the end of the episode, Jenny. So what's your what's your big uh, Emily question here?
3: Did they bang on the couch? Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. I we
1: definitely assume used. that they've had sex. I think so
3: because okay. Okay. we didn't have like an episode where they were like eh, like or did we I can't remember well that for no. her debut the first yeah
2: yeah
3: okay so yeah. all right
2: I think I, that question may be more directly answered in an upcoming episode okay that's what as, I was
3: thinking as well
2: like if they haven't then they'll probably address it um but I sort of got the sense that yeah, they are they're getting it on at this point. Um, okay,
3: is it is it weird that it's not talked about like or because like Brenda's sex life mm-hmm. is very much front and center a lot of times, and Brandon he gets to be like low key be banging Emily like without anybody talking about it. Do they not know?
2: It does seem like it would come up well, again. I think it might. I think okay, that okay. like if it just started here, like this isn't really the episode to acknowledge it, but okay. I I do think that we're going to get some clarification on that. Um, Maybe as soon as our next. Certainly, I think within our next two episodes or
3: so. Okay, great. That was all. Um, Any
1: thoughts on the final couple there?
3: I thought that Scott's mom looked remarkably put together. uh, And (laughs) she answered the door like she looked normal. I mean, like, I get it's a TV show, but like, if your kid died, like, you're probably. In your pajamas, or... maybe
1: she is relieved too.
3: God <laughs> damn, <care>. pal.
1: Wow, <laughs> have to bite into these stupid cowboy hats. Well, Whoa. I
3: mean, that's an answer. Uh, so, uh, I
1: well, mean, you still they... don't know how much time has really elapsed. Like, they haven't, well, I mean, not that a week, they, I know.
3: Time capsule it's, bullshit. Yeah,
1: it's within a week, so yeah, I it's guess,
3: right there. So. So I, I, it just struck me, you know, like well,
1: maybe she's trying to pull it together for David, like just to, for the kids. She's maybe too propped up by a
2: lot of drugs, tranquilizers, purpose, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Perks, maybe that's it. Back bills. <laughs> um, I here's here's a question I have. I and I question the appropriateness of David. Uh, as his tribute to Scott being the cowboy hat, why not his Lakers hat? Yeah, you know, because mm. that's kind of how that's the Scott that David knew, knew not this right. stupid, wider, dumbass who got <laughs> himself, right? Like, Jesus. well, and the
1: Lakers hat I mean, would have been, really, been more, but he dead. loved
3: it though. Scott really he loved it. Love Scott so it's loved not it, about David, it's about well, Scott. You know what? I'm
2: of the opinion that it's actually about you when someone close to you dies because. They're dead, so they don't have an opinion anymore. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Like your memories oh, their are their opinions are more... all died with them. Yes, they did. I'm sorry. Yeah. well the uh and the Lakers hat would
1: have been more like fitting for Iconic. a time capsule about mm-hmm. California school True. versus a cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. True. Like if someone digs that yeah, up. What's in a 50 random years... cowboy
2: hat doing in it? Yeah.
1: You know if someone digs that up in 50 years, they're gonna be like,
2: Wait, there were cowboys? It's I the
3: most you know? lamest time capsule I've ever seen. I'll just <laughs> it's
2: say. pretty lame, it's, it's very turf it's wax, wax. There
3: wasn't no porn in it or nothing, so I don't
1: mm-hmm. know. But were they, was there another official time capsule or did they steal the time capsule and just bury yeah, they it on never one?
3: said what was in the 1941? time
2: yeah. Well, yeah they never said what was in that one but they also made it sound like that the 1941 time capsule was sort of a contraband sort of deal where it was not officially sanctioned by the school because oh. the pearl so harbor why situation have an and shit?
3: because they well, they
2: passed. like think that they're they think that they're um yeah time has passed now so it's become this legend right so it's it's mm. like what what would have gotten people in trouble back then is now like, you know, a a big deal for the school and their history. And mm. I guess these kids think that they are continuing the tradition. Right. Um, I I don't know. Again, that I was just... was a
3: little vague.
2: Yeah, it was a little vague. I just think that a better tribute to Scott and the Scott that David knew and his relationship with the guy would have been something other than... Who cares what was important to Scott at this <laughs> point? Just, God damn! You know, it's more about it's more right. about David healing. I think. All right. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I have a very. <laughs> I don't want my death to believe. be about
3: anybody else but me. So, um, <laughs> yeah, will just make that happen.
2: Right. I just want people to remember me as they want to remember me. <laughs> I'm going to put this episode
1: in the time capsule for you Tim.
3: Yeah.
2: Okay. Well We've done. yeah. I'll I'll be okay with that. All right, let's get Not to our water here.
1: Let's get to our okay. Uh Best scene, like I said, I originally had the dancing, but it's, I mean, it's David's rant. Might be the best scene uh, yeah. so far in 36 episodes.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: It's up there with Jackie's Coke. coke yeah, way up, yeah, up there. Yeah. yeah.
2: Um, I can't argue with that, mm. certainly. It's, yeah.
1: Uh, most important, obviously, but with Scott dying.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Scott shooting himself is. Mm. I would
1: say though, you could low key make an argument for Brandon me. and Emily. Yeah, I Like me. getting whatever, whatever scene it is, either at the house or with Andrea, one of those, you could argue is actually more important to the future of the show than Scott dying. But uh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, I mean, it plays I'm not going to make that argument. Multiple but, you know. seasons to come, Brandon and Emily. So hmm. it's a much bigger thing. Uh, most 90s look, I went with Donna's plaid dress suit deal she had on at
2: one point. Uh,
3: I'm going to go with Friends in Low Places by Garth Brooks.
2: Um, for 90s look, I'm going to go with like everyone at the birthday party basically <laughs> that's uh just that, yeah. that, that house, house. just yeah. that yeah i mean honestly um i know it's not all just clothing but it kind of doubles as fashion plus 90s moment i feel like is it such a right that's a time capsule right there mm-hmm. i mean hell but yeah not a lot of not a lot of 90s isms here in this this one excuse me
1: all right uh most Mm -hmm. 90s moment that's where i went with the idea of time capsules like yeah it feels like a very 90s thing i feel you don't hear about that much anymore but i guess not right uh yeah it's still a cool
3: idea to me i've always loved
1: yeah i think it's very cool i just i feel like it just kind of faded like i feel like they did it a lot in 90s i mean i remember even in college it probably would have been like 2000 or so um like the senior class mm-hmm. that was like doing TV production every year had to like make some kind of extended film type thing. And the senior class after me, so I would have been a junior at the time, did like an entire time capsule based thing, like where they dug it up and like made skits of every decade and shit. Like, so like, I just remember like, it was, and it seemed like a thing, like, oh yeah, this is like a thing, you know, time mm-hmm. capsules. And um yeah, I just feel like not something to hear about much anymore.
2: Do you think that we're too conceited as a people to get on board with the idea of we're yeah. going to preserve this for future generations, but it's like, hey, we're not going to ever see what the outcome no, of No, I it think
1: is. it's the opposite. I think we've gotten uh-huh. less interested in caring about what generations before us did or how they <laughs> had it. And I think part of it has to do with the acerbic nature of those generations. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I be. think everyone just it's such a war of generational war out there these days you know yeah. um it's, bad. it's like well why do it's i like... give a fuck what some boomer did in nineteen sixty? <laughs> being a piece of shit to me now you know yeah.
3: everything in but the top capsule is... would be canceled probably
2: there yeah there's well there's that direction and there's also the forward direction of like preserving your own crap mm. from your own mm. generation it's like i must feel like we don't even have the patience to yeah do it mm-hmm. <laughs> like uh, just put it in the cloud. Years. I mean,
3: why do you need a time capsule? Yeah,
2: 50 years, that's so long. Why why are we gonna it's do this time. now? That's a long time.
1: All right. Uh best lesson learned. Don't be stupid with guns.
3: Oh man. Don't leave them <laughs>
1: laying around when you have a house full of kids. Yeah. Don't flip it around if you don't know what the fuck <laughs> you're doing.
2: Well, you know, also if you're in charge of the um the invitations bring the matches as well. <laughs> yes. Uh, oh, Yes.
3: Our, uh, if you if your friend brought you movie tickets, don't forget about it.
2: Ooh, yeah,
1: and blame them. Okay. Uh, best hookup, I went Brandon and Emily in the. Oh members. God.
3: <laughs> it's really our only choice, I think.
1: This one. I think so. Yeah. All right. Best quote. Uh, I just I went David's speech. Just the whole thing. It's yeah. Like the most memorable. Thing.
3: Also Dylan's, uh, I didn't even, I don't yeah, know that was which to. kid. <laughs> That's, That's was pretty good. I'm trying, I'm, I'm I'm trying, trying to, to figure it out. Trying to have emotions about these fucking lamos.
2: Um, I liked uh, Mel Silver with the, you You mentioned his little gingivitis joke. He, what he said, such a Mel Silver line. He goes, David, the human spirit has a remarkable capacity to, re- to recuperate. They taught us that the first year of dental school. But then they were talking about gingivitis. <laughs> like, what, what are you trying to? Like a, I like how you did it in the Broward cadence a little bit there. Yeah, he did.
1: Gingivitis.
4: <laughs> gingivitis. <laughs>
1: um. All right, final grade. I, I mean, it's a ten. I, I like. There's no way around it. Not only is it super mm. memorable, like Scott dying is one of the most memorable scenes in this whole show. I don't think that's hyperbole um david's speech was awesome david in general was awesome it was a great episode for donna to me the only blemish was like andrea just being a fucking nut the entire time but <laughs> um, brandon emily like that whole stuff is is so you just don't even think about how layered in it is through all this yeah. but it's like they're planting seeds all through this episode like we, we kept bringing them up of of what this is going to do to brandon and how it might spiral i just think it's like really well done
3: I, I can't argue. I mean, it, it is probably the first episode I think of when I think of this show. I, I don't know why. I guess it's that huge... I didn't even watch it. I didn't even watch it when it was on. So, I I don't know. It's just super memorable and great performances and I, I don't know how you could go less than ten. Tim.
2: Um. <laughs> so, I don't know who... Fox thought they were fooling by pulling this whole they never thought it would happen to one of them someone will die this week like of course it's going to be scott right the character who's not even really on the show um it just on the one hand it sort of galls you to think that they could make a big deal out of killing off this guy who hasn't again even been factor in this i mean he's been demoted to a recurring character from the main cast right he's just barely been in the show um and to play it as a big deal would it would feel pretty hollow and like it was a just a stunt right for sweeps if not for the fact that this was very smartly done Mm -hmm. the episode is not about the climax is not Scott's death, right? It's, it's not a cliffhanger on. Is he going to die? When, How's he going to die? No, Will it? Yeah, they don't. Yeah, they don't beat around the bush with that. Like they get that over with early, and mm-hmm. it's about how we deal with this, and it's about the the character development that ensues as a result of this death. Um, and so because of that, because it's so smartly done, I, I can't argue. I'm not going to try to get cute and say, "Well, it was good," except for this. It's. Okay. I mean, it's you did yeah. it. Yeah, I wondered I if you would they, I'm glad. Really, I mean they pulled off something that was very mm-hmm. difficult here mm-hmm. and that other shows I think would have fumbled the ball. Um and tried and, and it would have felt more like a stunt and it would have gone over like like they were trying to get away with something. You know what I mean? And right. that's that's not how this was this was portrayed at all.
1: All right. Uh let's get to our trackers. Debuts we had Conrad Scanlon, Pam Scanlon, yeah. Spencer Scanlon. Uh, we had other Scanlons, but none by name. Uh, and then Mr. Chapman, uh, we discovered today. Uh, relationships I would David and Scott, David and Donna, Mr. And Mrs. Scanlon, and David and Pam Scanlon. Um, I guess don't I miss their relationship? uh oh, Brandon, well. I don't know. I guess we already have Brandon and Emily on here.
2: I guess. Yeah. It's, it's they've been a little hazy, but they're yeah. quite official by this point.
1: Uh, places and things. We got the Scanlon house. We got the funeral home and then the uh, time capsule, 1991 mm-hmm. time capsule. Uh, the songs we heard, we mentioned a couple, but uh, we have, this is my country by Fred Waring and his orchestra. That's what the choir is performing in the beginning of the episode. Friends in Low Places, of course, by Garth Brooks. Uh, work It Out by Moni Love, which is what's playing when David's teaching everyone how to get stanky over mm. uh, freak. Freak it. Yep. Uh, Somewhere by Robert Dean is what the choir's singing at the memorial. Um, we then get the double dose of Knocking on Heaven's Door, both when uh, Brandon's interviewing David and then um, whatever, like it's playing in the hallway and all that. Yeah. And then In Your Room by the Bangles, uh, when Brenda leaves for the library and Brandon and Emily are making out. I think it's on MTV. They're watching MTV mm-hmm. and that's playing. Um, so, Oof. yeah, a lot of songs. Uh, all right, let's get to our character rankings. So we have a bunch of zeros today. We got Jackie, Henry, Iris, Nat, Jim, and Cindy are uh, absent in this episode as well. Um, so all zeros for them. I went ahead and plugged in Mel at the bottom. Uh, yeah. He gets seven points for his ginger so right. <laughs> him joke. Um, I didn't want Andrea next. I, I would entertain if you want to put Kelly below her because Kelly doesn't really do much in this episode. But Andrea to me was so fucking annoying that <laughs> I wanted her to put her a But again, I'm okay if you guys think we should switch the two of them. I think those are the next two though at the bottom for me.
2: So punitive ranking for Andrea, even though yeah. She does have some presence here. How do you feel about it, Jenny?
3: I think I'd slot Steve in there. Yeah, Steve's
2: on the table, too.
3: But, I mean, it's not the best showing for her, but it's it's who she is. I don't know. Oh, wow.
1: All right, so mm-hmm. you want to she's go Kelly, there. Kelly, third, then Steve, then Andrea? Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. Okay,
2: I'm comfortable with that, yeah. Weak. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we know David's or, number right. one.
1: We know David's number one. Oh, that's yeah. Not yeah. Even yes. A okay, I would say Brenda's probably next above Andrea. Um. She didn't really do a lot in this one. Yeah, Is I think
2: that's sounds right. Mm-hmm. And then I think Dylan, to me, would be next. Yes. Dylan, yeah, he has a few words of wisdom, and he has the great. Who's yeah. good, anyway? Like, <laughs> all
1: right, so then that gives us Brandon, Donna, Scott, and Emily.
3: What about Pam.
1: No, nah, she's not gonna be on again, so okay,
2: she doesn't make the list. I um, think she's on like one more time, but yeah. okay. nothing. Serious. I was just
3: curious.
2: Um, mm, I'm thinking kind of Emily. Oh,
3: no, Donna, uh, yeah. I would have under uh, David.
2: I think I'd I would have her think. second, yeah. She's, yeah, she's high for me. Um, I kind of think who we got left, Emily, Brandon. And Scott. Oh God! Oh. We've got to rank well, Scott.
3: Scott's <laughs> gotta be. We forgot about Scott. Okay, he's got Scott... To rank Scott. How telling okay. is? Well, that?
1: yeah, but he's not in a lot of the episode. Like I don't. I know. could tricky uh, one.
3: He, just he should be second, but... and Donna should be third, and Brandon and Emily interchangeable.
2: Yeah, I mean, I would, in some um, ways, I want to just throw Scott the bone, right? Because he's.
3: Hey, well, I mean, the guy died. Come
2: on. <laughs> he's dead. He's not going to be back.
1: He had I a shit ass
3: birthday and he died on his birthday.
1: Well, he was oh, stupid man. and deserved it. I would put. He didn't
3: deserve it. That's awful. His stupid,
2: this stupid cowboy hat.
1: I think. Um, I think Don above Scott.
3: <laughs> I said my I'm piece. Not, I'm not fighting it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Gotta think she is
3: dude. host privilege. I see
1: Scott That's third, fun. Scott third, and then I get I guess Brandon third is
2: huge for third is right. huge for all Scott. Right. Brandon fourth, Emily
1: fifth. I think that
3: on his own death it and only took him not dying, even dying to get ranked third. Oh, damn it, Ow. <laughs> oh,
1: wow. oh boy, um, horrible. All right, Tim, what's going on? And Jenny, if you guys want to run some <laughs> plugs while I run some numbers
2: here. All right, well. <laughs> i guess i'll kick us off uh let's let's subscribe today if you're listening to this pod, if you're still listening after our horrible takes on death and whatnot um please subscribe to this the 9021 no so podcast if you're not subscribed already uh we're gonna keep at it uh it's just a big milestone for us this episode and much more to come throughout the second season and beyond uh leave us a review if you could on i guess it's called apple music now right no long itunes yeah. is out itunes I is that. out apple music is in but hopefully you know you can still leave us a review old school style like you always could that helps boost our ranking a good non-mon non-monetary i can never say this word <laughs> non-monetary way to support the show
3: put in a time um, capsule you repeat. put in a
2: time capsule yeah uh socialize us if you will uh, across your preferred social media platforms to why not uh speaking of you can find me on twitter i am at psych68 cyke68 if you want to hit me up you can either dm me or whatever however you want to get in touch uh we will read feedback that we receive through any channel here on air on the show so drop us a line if you could We've got a dedicated email address. It is 90210so at gmail.com as well. Uh, And subscribe today to the North South Connection podcast network. That's where we got our start. We're a spinoff, but still affiliated with the good folks at the North South Connection. And Jenny, I think Mm -hmm. here's where I will turn it over to you, my friend.
3: Yeah, I am one of the people on that podcast feed. On Wednesdays, you can find my shows. You heard about Pluto, GC Dub, and Talking Docs, and Talkin you can find docks. me on Twitter. Uh, I'll link everything that I I do on there, so always easy to hit me up on there and uh, tell me how much you sympathize with Scott's mom in this episode.
2: <laughs> and what is your Twitter again?
3: It is at Jenny Position.
2: At Jenny Position, very good
1: uh all right i'm almost done here any last things you want to talk about on this episode
2: did it hold up i think yeah um if anything it it probably was better than i remembered Mm -hmm. um just because i'd kind of forgotten about that breakout scene from brian austin green uh And again, it's just such a different experience watching this show as a near 40-year-old now. agree. As compared to, I mean, probably the last time I saw this, I would have been a child. I mean, watching Mm -hmm. the thing in syndication. Um, I do think, as you said, JT, this uh, benefited a lot from the original music. I can't imagine what the, I don't know what they would have used for like the DVD cut of this, which, you know, that does not have the originals. So, even though this is not streaming, it's not like there are easy ways to um, get this, <laughs> this, uh, you know, non-cut-up uh, episode. So, I mean, I don't know, just, we know that the temp music often does not sound Like it was the early nineties, you know, Mm -hmm. it's more of the time whenever they did the DVDs and I'm just like, what the hell would they have used in place of (laughs) knocking on Evan's door or low place? Like what? Um, So, yeah, uh, held up for me for sure. And a deserving 10, uh, Jenny, I mean, when's the last time or the first time you saw this episode and how does Um, it compare?
3: I mean, I I, pff, I couldn't even tell you, but I, it was way better than I remembered. Um, I really liked it. And uh, I think it's probably worthy to be the one that I think of mm-hmm. the most when I think of the show.
1: Agreed. All right. Here we go with our tally. So for this episode, uh, we mentioned Cindy through Jackie or zeros. Mel with seven. Kelly at eight. Steve, nine. Andrea, 10. Brenda, 11. Dylan, 12. Emily, 13. Brandon, 14. Scott, 15. Donna, 16, and David takes on the uh, kingpin slot tonight. 17 Our season two rankings. This is only season two episodes, the 14 we've done so far. Mel, uh, I'm sorry, Iris is now at the bottom with 16. Mel uh, passes her. He's got 19. Actually, no, he passed Jackie, too. Jackie's at 18. Wow. So Mel making moves, (laughs) as he's known for. Uh, (laughs) Mel, 19. Scott. At 38 is where he'll finish, uh, for uh, season two for good. Nat with 41, Henry Thomas still at 47, hanging on. Uh, Emily Valentine 57, Cindy Walsh stays at 114, Jim Walsh at 119, Andrea passes them to 120, Donna right above her at 121, David at 127, Kelly at 130, Steve at 135. So a lot of bunching there in the middle. Uh-huh. Dylan at 171, Brenda 177, and Brandon running away with season 2 at 192. Hmm. Uh, Alright, so let's do our all-time. Iris is in last with 16, Mel at 19, Jackie at 31, Henry at 47, Emily at 57, Nat at 91, Scott finishes uh, his career at 102, so he did break triple digits with that. Uh, okay. Boost. So there you go. Don is 100 ahead of him at 202. Uh, David is at 254, Andrea at 263, Jim at 277, Cindy at 281, Kelly at 299, Steve at 316, Dylan at 330, Brenda at a very fitting 420, since Jenny's here with us, Brandon <laughs> is at 433, uh, so still our king. I think the only ones really making moves significantly is uh, Donna, because she was pretty low overall. Like, she's in that, still in her own little stratosphere on the all-time but for season two i mean she's inside the top 10 consistently which is good um but also now all time like she's closing the gap a bit on the david andrea walsh parents group like she was really in her own like if you scroll back up early in the season she was like you know significantly behind them and now she's kind of creeping a little bit so she's had she's had a strong season too
2: yeah, they, they just did nothing with her for a long long time Right,
1: right. So,
2: alright that'll do it we'll be
1: back in three weeks uh, we mentioned it but we're obviously in the middle of a big arc with Bran and Emily so we'll continue to see how that plays out and where we go from here in the wake of Scott Scanlon's death so listen don't play with guns be safe yeah. out there enjoy the 4th of July a little dim sum, a little dim sum. Sucks.
5: I just don't belong, but then I've been there before all right I'll just say goodnight And I'll show myself too